another episode of make him known i'm not sure if you guys realize but that was live that intro was live and uh we have some extra special guests here today with us i say us but anna's actually not here um anna is overseas she's uh she's away on a trip and she will probably uh be excited to share about that so i will i will let her share about that but today um we have some extra special guests so sitting across from me is my husband jonathan Hello. And sitting beside me is my mother-in-law, Tammy. Hello. And we are so excited to be here today. Um, so this is going to be quite a unique episode, and it's already been a unique episode because this is our second day trying to record this. So we ended up starting um, to record it on Saturday, which actually was the day of uh, the huge storm that there were like power outages and things like that. So we started to record it, and then literally mid-recording, we... Like, like the power kind of surged and you could hear it on our recording and then we just lost all power. So this is our second day trying to record this and we are just praying that the Lord will allow us to get through the whole episode. We're pretty excited. Um, so even though this is not a stories with friends, we're going to have each of our lovely, I guess, co-hosts, I don't know, for the, for the day to um, uh, tell us three fun facts. So Tammy, why don't you get started and tell us one of your, one of your three fun facts. Right. So one of my fun facts is I have nine hens. They're the Spice Girls. <laughs> Masala, wasabi, cinnamon, chili, coriander, pumpkin spice, thyme, basil, and ginger. Yeah, it's always very exciting. Anytime we go over to your house, we always say hello to the chickens. I always say, hi, chickens. And Jonathan always talks to them in, in chicken. <laughs> it's a very funny. He's we have good comments. Yeah, he's smiling and nodding right now. He's like, we have yeah, good girl yeah, talk. I do that. <laughs> That's good. Yes. And uh, Jonathan, what is one of your fun facts? Uh, my first fun fact is that my mom homeschooled me all the way through uh, high school and everything. Yeah, he never went to public school. Mm -hmm. Not once. It Not explains once. so much. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Um, Tammy, what is your second fun fact? I have lived in four provinces across Canada. Um, born in Calgary, grew up in Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, stopped in Manitoba and met my dear husband, Wayne, <laughs> and moved to Ontario, <laughs> and we've been in Ontario for 31 years now. That's so exciting. Thank you for coming to Ontario, because <laughs> it really benefited me in the, in the long run. Um, that's awesome. Jonathan, what is your second fun fact? Uh, my second fun fact is that I lived at a camp called Madiba. Um, shout out for any of you who do know Madiba. I lived there for 14 <laughs> months in a row um, and did their Prasago program, which is their leadership development program. I uh, did rock climbing, ice climbing, whitewater kayaking, hiking in the Appalachians, canoeing across the Everglades, and many other fun things. We ran the camp. Um, yeah, lived there for 14 months. That's super exciting. We... Uh, a couple years ago on New Year's Eve, we actually drove up there and then we, it's in Halliburton and we got kind of stuck driving back because it was like a huge snowstorm and it was like two in the morning because we were like going to another event. It was absolutely crazy. We were very <laughs> ambitious. We thought, oh, well, we'll spend New Year's Eve in Halliburton and then we'll come back and spend the rest of the evening all the way through into the morning and at an all-nighter at church. Is I don't I know why up, we did that. Yeah, I ended up going to bed, but I think you ended up Yeah, you went home. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, okay, 
Awesome. It's like Jonathan. Yeah. Right. Took a lot out of me. Another fun fact is that Jonathan is introverted and I am extroverted. So that's fun. Um, yeah, Tammy, what is your third fun fact? Oh, I recently was introduced to Botanical Lego Collection. My um, soon-to-be son-in-law is an avid Lego guy. <laughs> and um, yeah, so now it's pretty fun to go to the Lego store. And they're beautiful, <laughs> beautiful collections. They're pretty cool. Yeah, it's awesome. The other day, actually, when we were going to be recording the podcast, we didn't end up doing that because of the the storm and the power outage so we ended up going to your place and making the, the set right. and what was it orchids it was the orchids yeah. yeah so maybe we'll post a picture of that so that everyone can That'd see how fun. cute it is yeah and uh jonathan what's your next fun fact i like this one <laughs> my final fun fact is i like to fill my pockets with tiny tools <laughs> edc everyday carry so in my pockets right now i have my phone well actually my phone's on the table probably should take that off so it doesn't vibrate or anything uh i got my phone i got a knife and i got my head my wireless headphones and then in my wallet oh my word in my wallet alone i've got my keys attached to it i got a flashlight i got a pen i got tweezers and i have a pair of pliers as well they're like as mini pliers wow. my driver's license and all that stuff, yeah. yeah. And it's not even like a yeah, toolbox. It's very small. Like it all fits in so nicely. <laughs> Maybe we'll also have to post <laughs> have a to picture post. of that. <laughs> Half of the appeal is not even that I have these tools, but that they just look so cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Post a picture. <laughs> yeah. The other day he goes, Becky, would you mind if I order these like really tiny pliers on Amazon? And I was like, what would you use it for? He's like, I don't know, anything, anything I need pliers for. I've already used them a few times, <laughs> tightening little things. And yeah, but yeah. most time you just pull them out and show your friend. Look what yeah, I got. Look at my new EDC. <laughs> Anyways, EDC is like a whole cult, basically. <laughs> if you look up EDC everyday carry, it's a it's a whole thing. It's Anyways. also the name of a of a EDM music concert. Oh, unfortunately. Okay. Oh, well, that's not. But that's fun. not what that's not wh- how it's used in this household. EDC is just the little things that you keep in your pockets. Yeah. <laughs> I married a really cool guy. Woo! <laughs> um, okay, that's all for the fun facts for you guys. I'm going to share one. And my fun fact for this episode is that I enjoy watching um, like cringy drama shows like The Circle <laughs> and Love is Blind and The Ultimatum. I definitely don't agree with their philosophy or like what they're doing, I, I would say. But like, I guess for The Ultimatum in particular, that one I find kind of just really not okay but i do enjoy the drama that's associated with it and the personal uh, growth yeah that that they that they each go through yeah i find it um entertaining i guess (laughs) um yeah so we are going to pray and then we're going to get started into this podcast and um as you can tell from the graphic or from the title of the podcast we're going to be talking about kumon and um we'll get into what kumon is and then we'll talk about how kumon kind of relates to the christian walk and and that's how it's going to be used almost like as a metaphor so it is a metaphorically speaking this is not a stories with friends even though we have two lovely friends here but um we just yeah we're going to pray because our goal is so that we could know so that we can know the Lord better and that he would be made known. So let's pray, then we're going to get right in. I'm excited. Father, we thank you so much for this time that we just have to spend together. And we just pray that through this, you would be glorified and that um, we would just be able to understand you better and just want to walk closer with you. And we thank you for Kumon. We thank you for um, the program that it is and um, the employment that it's given uh, all three of us over the past uh, little while. And um, yeah, we just thank you, Father, for 
um, the desire to learn, and we just pray that this would help us to understand you and, and to help us learn more about you and how to grow with you. And um, yeah, Father, we just pray that we would love you more through this podcast than we than we do right now. We pray that we would love you more at the end of this podcast than we do right now. And we just want to give you all the glory and all the praise. And we just pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Awesome. So, um, Kumon, for as an overview, is an after-school math and reading program for anyone who uh, is from what age three, I guess, till high school aged. It's kind of yeah. for whoever, even two, if they can hold a pencil yeah. and sit for five minutes. Yeah. So it's a it's a good program. It's yeah. So it has two different kind of like subsections is like their math program and their reading program. And um, Tammy owns a Kumon Center. It is in Uxbridge. And how long have you owned that center for? This is my 10 year anniversary month. Wow, that's yeah. so exciting. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's awesome. And you you bought that one from your mom, correct? Yeah, that's right. So okay. we're three generations of Kumon, which is super exciting. That's really cool. Yeah, and then so Tammy's mother, um, so Jonathan's grandmother, my grandmother-in-law, I never know how that works, <laughs> she owns a center currently in Stouffville, and Jonathan and I actually both work at it, mm -hmm. and she's been in Kumon for 25 plus years, 30 years maybe? Yeah, 27 years for sure. Wow, yeah, so Kumon is definitely within the Friesen family, that is for sure, so me being married into it, I, I was like, well, I just have to work at Kumon, that's what <laughs> I have to do, but I actually really love it, and we're going to share with you some of the some of the reasons why we all love Kumon and why we see the value in Kumon. So um, I think Jonathan's going to read for us the, um, it has a really boring title, like a general, <laughs> I don't even remember what it's general called. General Code of Instruction. Yeah, so there's, <laughs> there's a couple points, and so he's going to read for us number one. Yeah, they give us these books about the philosophy of Kumon and its, its principles. Um, we're not going to read the whole thing, but just uh, the first point of the Code of Instruction. So the Kumon method is a home-based education system that aims to develop students' academic ability in order for them to become capable members of society. At the same time, it also aims to enable students to become independent by fostering in them the mindset and skills for self-learning. Mm -hmm. So Tammy, as like a, as a whole, if if you had a parent coming to you and they said, "What is Kumon?" Can you explain to us what Kumon is? <laughs> yeah. So it's a <laughs> That explained it very well, yeah. but it is a um, after-school math and reading program, and not all students do both math and reading. Some do one or the other, and they come to the center twice a week. They first do a placement test to see where in the program they would um, start, and it's very individualized for each child mm -hmm. and family, Like so much so that we take into consideration their schedules, their... So if somebody doesn't want to have work or d isn't able to have work o twice a week, we can adjust that. I always tell the students that it's very different than school, where at school they have to do what the teacher has told them. Mm -hmm. At Kumon, they still have to do what we've told them yeah. or given them, but they have a huge role in how, they, how their work is given to them or how much work they do or what that level is based on their placement test. Mm -hmm. And they work twice a week in the center and have the home-based. I always forget that statement about it being a home-based program, but it really is because they mm -hmm. do five the majority days, of yeah, it is five at, days home. at home. Yeah. So how long would you say does a student do it maybe every day? Like how, what's the goal of how the long it should take them? The goal is a maximum of 30 minutes. 
depending okay. on age. A younger student, like a two or three year old, four year old, could be five, five minutes, to ten minutes. Ten minutes. Yeah, but yeah. a little bit every day, just like learning to play the piano or anything like that, mm-hmm. produces great results. Yeah, and um, it's it's similar to school because it focuses on education, but explain how it's not kind of like a a school it's not explain maybe the differences of how it's different from school so at school if you're in grade four you're grade four Mm -hmm. it's lockstep per your age with kumon it's not that way at all in that every student depending on your age you could be four years old and working in at grade one material Mm -hmm. or you could be in grade 10 and working at grade five material depending on what your comfortable starting point is and the just right level all throughout your Kumon time and I have students that have been with me for eight years I have students that are there just to get to grade level Mm -hmm. and that's their goal so it really is different than school yeah yeah and I one thing I love about Kumon is that it can be for everyone it can be for any student if you're a student who's doing really well in school it can be really beneficial for you because you can excel beyond your school grade level whereas if you're in grade four you can't be doing grade eight work I mean maybe that's a big jump but you can't be doing work that's above your school grade level because you're doing the stuff that you're doing in school whereas with Kumon it'll start where you have like learning gaps and Mm -hmm. then it will work from the basis of like or work from where you have your gaps to fill in those gaps so that once you get to your school grade level, you can be confident and understand what you're doing. And, um, yeah, so I love that if like students are behind or they're, or they have learning gaps, it fills those in, but then it also works for students who are not necessarily behind, but just want to excel. So it can be helpful and beneficial for any, any student. Mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest factors that makes it different from school is how it's a mastery program and how Mm -hmm. with, school they try to get across concepts and ideas even in the english program um we don't necessarily cover um a lot of grammatical terms and like terminology um because we know that school is going to be teaching that Mm -hmm. but it's more about the comprehension of what you're reading Mm. so we do teach like subjects and verbs and all that but it's not as in-depth as school may go with for the purpose of them just having a very good understanding of what they're reading and be able to translate what they're reading into words of their own. Yeah. And then with the math program, um, like we don't go over counting money or doing right. time and we don't necessarily go over terms as such as well. Like an integer, uh, is just a regular number and we mention it in Kumon, but we don't necessarily dive in depth as to what the terminology yeah. for things yeah, right. are. Um, and even concept concepts are, are taught in school, whereas we focus more on the mastery of um, like addition and subtraction and multiplication. Mm -hmm. So a student may understand completely the concept of addition and be able to picture it. Like if they can, you know, picture it, well, I have four apples, so if there's five more, I can picture that's nine apples. And they may have the means of getting to an answer. But with Kumon, we focus on the mental math and the speed and the accuracy of being able to do it just like it's nothing, Mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, the first step to be able to understand it, but to master it is what Kumon focuses on. Yeah. And, and I, I think it's good that you were talking about that because Toru Kumon was the man who created Kumon. He was a dad and he, he wanted to find the fastest way to get his, his child 
um, to calculus. Am I correct in saying that? Mm-hmm. That was like how he, that was the goal almost to get the, the his student the fastest to find the fastest way to get to calculus. So it first started with the math program and then they added in the reading program. Mm-hmm. But it like starts with um, I, well, I mean, it starts with learning numbers and writing numbers and then addition, subtraction, multiplication, division, fractions. And it goes up that way because it all starts. It's building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. It starts with what you know, and then it works from what you know to learn more things. Yeah. And yeah, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I think um, like it all started with a test that Torakumon found that his son had crumpled up. Mm-hmm. And uh, he saw, of course, the score that his, his son got. And it just became, it, it evolved from this thing to help his child. I believe it was Toru's wife that really marketed mm-hmm. it towards others yeah. mm-hmm. um, and made it kind of something that wasn't just for his son. It's always been a family thing. Yeah. It always has, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but now even, Kumon has evolved it even further and its concepts, these building blocks that Kumon has for math and reading, even in their mission statement and in the way that they describe the Kumon program and they teach the Kumon program to the staff and the instructors mm-hmm. is these building blocks can be translated to so many areas. Yeah. Of just yeah. Mastering. It's very holistic if you want. Yeah. yeah. Right? yeah. Because yeah. you start out, like I would say the number one thing that parents will say initially in that first month of enrollment is, Oh my goodness, my kids have grown in confidence. Mm-hmm. And then we teach them self, you know, self, learning and being independent learners as much as we can be hands off mm-hmm. we are when they ask questions for help our goal should be or is to point back to a question that mm-hmm. they had just done previously and how mm-hmm. did you get to this question or to this answer and just ask them questions trying to say as little as possible so that they can learn independently mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty cool one of my um biggest pet peeves about Jonathan is whenever (laughs) I'm trying, so I'm not very good with like long division or fractions. Like I didn't understand a lot of these things and, um, I would be learning and I would ask him questions, but he would almost like answer my question as if I was a Kumon student and I'd be like, okay, I just want to understand. But like, if I, if I asked him something, he would be like, well, what do you know already? Or like, how, how can you, and he always answers my question with a question, which is perfect for a student to help them learn, which I know, I know (laughs) that I was a student and I'm wanting to learn, but I was like, man, Jonathan, I just need you to tell me the answer. Like I need you to tell me. Well, even, (laughs) even the field consultants look at you when you are, you know, you call them up or you're sitting in front of them and they're like, I need help with this, or what do I do, or I don't know how to address this with an with a parent, and they're like, well, you know, they refer us back to what we yeah. already know. It's like, thanks, <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> like, I just wanted you to tell me what I was looking yeah. for. I don't yeah. want to have to do the own my own work myself. Yeah, but it is really a, a beneficial way of teaching and like yes. asking students like, oh, well, you know this, so if this, if like five plus three is eight then five plus four is and they should be able to get there on their own right and on their on kumon's instagram it says that kumon helps you to climb the wall of success it starts with breakthroughs with wins confidence independence and mastery and that's kind of how you get to mastery and it is actually such a beautiful thing to see to see students do this 
Like yes. to see them not understand something and then have to try again. And there's so much repetition in Kumon, like so much because yeah. you go back to worksheets that they're confident in in order to build up to the more difficult things. And so it's, it is beautiful to see a student go through something that's really easy and they do it quickly. And then yeah. you're like, wow, great job. And then they get to something difficult and then they they're like, oh, well, this is really hard. But then they go back to something that's easy yeah. and then they do the hard thing again. But then it makes more sense. It's and incredible. I, it's incredible. And yeah. I specifically remember even talking to a student last week and I said, you remember when this was hard for you? And she goes, yeah, but now it's so easy. That's and I'm fantastic. like, yeah, like this is this is the goal. Right. So yeah. through repetition and doing that, you just you you get the breakthrough, the wins, confidence, independence, mastery, and it just builds on each other. Yeah, so I think it's really yeah, interesting beautiful. seeing how that plays in to other areas of life. Yeah. And how like you can look at a student, um, you know, no matter what age and they go through that where they it's hard and then they figure it out. But then um, in working with some of the younger students and now working with the older students, mm -hmm. it's always funny with the older students where I see what they're working on and I see the exact same thing I helped a younger student with mm. um, in maybe not so far a level back, um, but the context has changed. Not so much the, not so much that the question has changed all too far, but the context has changed, right? Mm -hmm. That student is now working in a different section where their focus is something else. Mm -hmm. And they might've forgotten what they had already learned. Right. Or not no, so much had forgotten what they learned, but haven't applied it to the context they're in. Yeah. Right. right. And how often that's the case for people, especially in a relationship with God, where your life context changes. Yeah. And yeah. you may forget to apply your your knowledge and your relationship to the yeah. context that you're in. Yeah. 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 I'm so, so excited true. to get to the part where we, we come to the similarities <laughs> yeah. of Christianity. That was a little taste of it. Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah. From their website, um, Kumon says that um, you're able to foster a love for learning, that students progress at their own pace and they develop good study habits and a self-learning ability. And I remember something that I heard is like when you start students at a very young age they learn that homework is something to be excited about and it's not a chore it doesn't just get added on and that's like oh i have to do my kumon now don't get me wrong sometimes even <laughs> they still get that <laughs> way then. yeah but they learn it's like oh i get to do kumon and i'm excited about learning right and it's just it's that different type of attitude towards learning and i think it's exciting yeah i think the love of learning is one of the hardest things to really um, be intentional about sometimes yeah it's easy to forget because you have to be so intentional about other things because you have to have wins you do. when you're learning. You have to have wins. You yeah. have to have wins. And if you're in that situation where you have not had wins for yeah. a couple of years, and it now can be you're really discouraging. It can be extremely, extremely discouraging. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even with some students where you feel, you may feel that they are not putting in the effort. And so in, in recognizing that they are not putting in the effort, you can uh, make the mistake of forcing them to push through but at what cost? Because what wins are they getting? Right. They might be stuck in a rut and they're not going to get a win for a while. Yes, that might be the right choice to push through for some students, but um, it, it would be going a long time without a win. Right. Yeah. 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 And even when the students, so I have this one fellow who was very self-defeated. Um, his experience at school had been, he just hadn't had any wins for a long time. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't anything that, just was one thing upon another and when he enrolled he was he was quite a ways behind and even at adding threes he and he was uh, probably in grade five said to me 
oh, I can't do this. I don't know this. Oh, this is probably all wrong. And it took like, oh, he was with me for quite a while before he actually looked at me. And you could see in his eyes that he was happy. And he didn't say, or when I said to him, probably about two months in, I said, and every time I'd say, you're doing so fantastic. And he looked at me and he's like, yeah, but I probably have some wrong. And when he didn't, he's like, what? And you yeah. could see that was a little taste of a win. Yeah. yeah. And he's still like <laughs> six to seven months in. He's still, oh, I don't know if I can do this. He's actually doing long division, not long division. He's doing like 72 divided by six mm. in seconds now. But yeah. he'll still come in. And as he sits down, oh, I'm going to have tons wrong today. Yeah. And then he gets 100%. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a bit of a game now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do have um, one student who jokingly says, um, he, it's like, he has told me that he says it. He's like trying to like even the odds by like saying how bad he's going to do <laughs> and that he ends up doing really well. Yeah. He said that he notices when he's really bad, when he, and he, when he says how bad he's going to do, he does really well. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He's, he's a yeah. funny student. It develops awesome. the joy of learning, and that yeah. and that is a really exciting thing. With that student, I have to be careful to make sure I'm encouraging him. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not good to be down on yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One thing I think I I really enjoy about Kumon is the Kumon instructor to student relationship, because Kumon instructors go through so much training in order to know the material to be mm-hmm. able to help the student learn, and um, so. Tammy, you've said you've been a Kumon instructor for, or you've owned a center for at least 10 years, yeah. which, so you've been a instructor for 10 years. And, um, I think it's just a beautiful thing because you are so much so a part of that student's education and so much so a part of their learning. Yeah. And I just, I see like stories that you've told me about how you've cared for these students and you've been able to help them grow. And I think in so many areas, other it's just than such, yeah, not even just, yeah, it's yeah. just a life, just helping them in life. And, um, I think it's, it's awesome. Cause you plan, you plan their work individual to that student, like we've talked about. And, um, like you said, it's different from mainstream education because it's very individualized for that student. And, and yeah, there's just that level of communication where if you go up to a kid and they're struggling, you say, how can I help you? Like, what can we do in order to help you uh, succeed? And it's just, yeah, I just love that relationship between the Kumon instructor and the student. And even for us, like Jonathan plans work, but I don't plan work. But even for me being able to work with the student, like knowing that we're all on the same page and the goal is growing and learning. Yeah. It's just a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so having that understanding of, of Kumon and the Kumon method, this is where I get really excited mm-hmm. is that there are so many similarities to Christianity and, um, yeah, I just get so pumped because I mean, we, in our discipline podcast that we released a couple a couple months ago now, I think like we talked about how having the discipline to do a little bit of something every single day is going to help you grow. We talked about how doing a little bit of Bible reading every day will help you grow with the Lord or doing, spending a little bit of time in worship or in prayer or things like that will help you grow and having the grace to allow yourself to, 
to make mistakes, to fail and things like that. Like that's so intertwined with this Kumon method of doing a little bit of math, a little bit of reading every day is going to help you grow. And, um, yeah, so it's just like super exciting. It and so cool. we're going to go into some, some details and, and this is, yeah, this is where my heart gets so <laughs> excited. Cause I'm like, yeah, Kumon. Yeah. Jesus. It's so good. Yeah. Cause um, even with Kumon, we set goals. Yeah. So with the word or we set, we always say, okay, or I always, okay, I'm not going to miss a yeah. single day of opening my Bible or even just looking around and seeing God's glory in, yeah. in things. And then day three, yeah. oh, dang. So then I have to reset and yeah. look at that goal again. But you said the grace is yeah. everything. Yeah. 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 So in another one of these Kumon principle books, it says, um, by applying the principles of our educational method, so that's the educational method of Kumon, um, to fields other than education, Kumon aims to develop the wide-ranging abilities of people and in this way contribute to tomorrow's world. Contribute, sorry, to tomorrow's world. And I just love that they said that because that's cool. they just, they literally are like, oh, by applying the Kumon method to things other than Kumon or other than education, there is still a huge benefit. And you can take that and just apply it to Christianity because right. you can you interchange can, yep. educational method yep. to, yeah. yeah. It's just awesome. What's that? Practice makes possibilities. Yeah, Is that right? That's, that's our their, new tagline. Yeah. Their, yeah. new, their new little slogan. Yeah. yeah. Practice makes possibilities. Because it is. Yeah. For tomorrow's world. Yeah. It's really encouraging. And um, yeah, just the idea of a little bit every day will help you grow. That We can see that in Psalms, Psalm 1 verse 2 where it says, um, but they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. And um a very similar verse that is found in Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be, and, uh, sorry. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, <laughs> meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Then only will you prosper and succeed in all you do. And I think that that just develops that attitude and that joy of learning because you can see the benefits once you actually do it. Like that's where the discipline comes in because I think sometimes it's really, it's really tough to like maintain that dedication to something. But once you do and you start seeing the fruit of that, it's, oh, yeah. hallelujah. Like when you start spending time with the Lord on a consistent basis and he just starts opening your eyes to see him at work in all other areas of your life, like there is nothing more beautiful than that. Yeah. And that's where the joy of learning comes in, right? Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. And, uh, the, like there are building blocks of the faith, which is very similar to building blocks of, of Kumon, right? In Kumon, you yeah. start with your number writing and you start with the basics, addition, subtraction, and then through building upon what you know, that's how you get to calculus super quickly. And I think that it's the same with the faith. If you build upon the things that you know, you are just going to continually learn and learn and learn and learn. Lear <laughs> 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 that was rough. But there's nothing, you, like there is not, you can never learn everything. Mm -hmm. And that's the same with math, with reading, with the Lord. Like yeah, you, there will always be something to learn. learn. Yeah, and even with the building blocks, I was just thinking like, you we have addition subtraction multiplication division and such but even in those building blocks you may not learn the whole of that concept at once right mm -hmm. with like addition and subtraction we do addition for a while the single digit addition with um uh 
mental math. Yeah. Um, and some would think you might then go into addition of multiple digits. Right. Uh, but we actually go into subtraction of single, single digit. digits yeah. before digits. moving on to addition with di- with double digits. Right? right. Even so, like applying that to life, you may have to learn the basics of one, the basics of another. But it's not until you have both that you can actually really come to the whole a little bit better. Yeah. Um, have the context to come back to um, mastering uh, a, mastering a an area, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's it kind of reminded me of when you were saying addition, subtraction, multiplication, division. Mm-hmm. Without those four foundational things, we cannot do fractions, mm-hmm. algebra. Mm-hmm calculus yeah and so that kind of helps me just in this moment to remember that in those times yeah I've been a believer for many many years (laughs) (laughs) we won't say how many years a long time oh my goodness (laughs) Um, but but if there's circumstances that I'm going through I just have to go back to the basics Mm -hmm. yeah like what are the basics of God yeah Number yeah. one being that he loves us. So it was really cool just to have that little bit of a, oh, go back to those basic yeah. functions. And, and being so good at your basics mm-hmm. is so important, yeah. right? Yeah, when yeah, I yeah. think of Kumon, like we don't use calculators. Like no. we People always that yet. get so surprised because like you get all the way to level M or whatever, which is like ki- sine and cosine or things like that. Mm-hmm. And there's no calculators. Yep. Right. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. And, and like when these you think kids do it so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and when you think about the fact that they're not using calculators and then that's still maintained up into algebra, up into calculus and all this stuff, and, like, and it's if, easy to see why the basics are so necessary yeah. because how insurmountable a task does it seem when you're doing algebra and you don't know right off the bat what your addition right. and subtraction are, what your multiplication yeah. and division are, right? Yes, you can use a calculator, but it, the time it takes to enter everything in it's more than just knowing the concepts and knowing what to do, but are you very likely to use those concepts, not having the mastery over those things, right? Because right. it, it seems like that much more of an insurmountable task, mm-hmm. right? And it applies so easily to the Bible even. How insurmountable a task does it seem when you don't know off by heart the truths of, of the That's word, right? right? Yeah. Practicing scripture and like memorizing things. If you it can seem like an insurmountable task to go up to somebody even and talk about God. If you don't even know if you're going to need, like if you're going to be able to find the verses that you need in your Bible, right? right? Like you can't have that with you all the time. Like, of course in the real world, you can have your Bible, right? You can have that with you. You can study anything that you want. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. In Canada, you can study anything that you want biblically, knowing that you'll have that um, to turn back to find the things that you're looking for. Um, and it's the same in any, in school and in college or in whatever task that you're doing in your job that you can, you have Google, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you have, um, books, you can find the information that you need. You may even have a very good book that you know, like exactly where to find things. But if you constantly have to turn back to that, um, you know, it takes up your time Mm -hmm. and it can be a limiting factor. And 
And how much more satisfying is it when you see a student or you see anyone who, instead of using a calculator or Google or things like that, knows it on their own? Mm -hmm. Like, and they said, like, if they accomplish a really challenging math problem, they can say, I just did that. Mm -hmm. Like, and they have the joy of, of learning in and of themselves because they have those basics, because they have all that stuff and they are able to accomplish that and like succeed in like in their own ability it's so beautiful and i it reminded me of of in a previous podcast we were talking about like healthy i think it was the discipline one of healthy eating and i made a wonton soup and i was like so excited because i did it i made that wonton soup and how church is sometimes like fast food where it's not really bad for you all the time but if you're only eating fast food it's not healthy and you don't get the satisfaction of being like i just made that but the satisfaction of knowing like you put in that hard work and spending time with the lord that's that hard work Mm -hmm. and it's not always easy sometimes you have to get up early or you have to do that instead of watching Netflix that could be like more, um, uh, grati- instant gratification yeah. or things like that. Like, but, but knowing that when you put in that work and then when you see the results of putting in the effort, how much more satisfying it is. And so, yeah, that was a beautiful example of like knowing that like they have those basics in order to be able to work from that. And right. it's so, Oh yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. One other concept with the, um, when, students have worked out a problem and they come up with a wrong answer. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Our human nature and every student, we have to almost deprogram them to just erase the whole equation before they actually pause and reflect on their basics. Yeah. Because I would say 95% of the time, it was a calculation error and like they added wrong. Yeah. Or, or subtracted wrong or whatever that is, but our, their human nature is to just start it over, erase the whole thing. Yeah. And it's like, you look and you're like, no, no, oh yeah. shoot. Cause mm-hmm. m- I may have already picked up where that error was and all that work, like a yeah. three minute question or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. Like and remembering. Yeah. yeah. Remembering. I don't want to get into that though. <laughs> no, don't get into that. But remembering to s- go back to our basics. Yeah. 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 That's a huge thing. And like knowing that doing corrections or making mistakes is not, is not the end of the road. Right. Actually learning. Yeah. Like Kumon focuses so much on correcting mistakes because like the students are going to be given back those worksheets that have the mistakes and learning to correct those mistakes is a huge, huge thing in, in learning, in growing. Yeah. And yeah, even in the Christian faith, like, it's the exact same thing. Knowing where you're going wrong and making the adjustments in order to learn and grow, huge. That's huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's yeah. the exact same thing. And you see students who pile up their corrections and save them up and oh, never yeah. get them done and then finally come in with this whole package of just corrections that is insurmountable. Yeah. And they say, I can't do this. Like, I don't know what and to do. And that comes and with Sometimes they shame. don't come back. <laughs> sometimes they come, yeah, don't come back. Yeah. yeah. But often when they do come back and you're like, okay, let's look at this together. Yeah. And they look at the first couple and they're like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. why didn't I do this two weeks ago? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And because uh, then they've been working, they've been continuing to work, yep. making the same error. Yeah. But all of that is a process of learning as well. Yep. And same with in our, our lives as believers, when we hide from our the things that we know we need to fix or whatever, maybe don't even know. Yeah. But then we can just 
Yeah. Man, why didn't I look at that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Five months ago. And even yeah. just like, I th- corrections are one of the most important parts of Kumon. Yeah. Um, and I think a student can learn something having not fixed the corrections. They can. Yes. Right. It is possible. Yeah. Like if you know the truths of what you're doing, mm-hmm. you can apply those truths repeatedly and eventually you may get the hang of applying them correctly and then and then getting the right answer. But how, qu- how much quicker would it be if you can recognize the mistake you made with those truths? Like yeah. You may not have applied them properly, mm-hmm. right? It's the same with the Bible and with any uh, aspect of our faith. You can, if you can look over your mistake and see how you applied it wrong, you may not have to go through all the trial and error later of yeah. applying it in different ways and finally stumbling upon the right way. Right. I think grandpa yeah. referred to that so many times in my life as, Oh, we're going around that mountain again. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like we'll just k- keep going around the mountain until we fix that error. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned before, uh, shame like, yeah. to do with mm-hmm. the corrections. Shame and grace is one of the biggest areas where I see these similarities to Christianity and building a relationship with the instructor, which is, um, your pastor or God mentor. Um, yeah. 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 Shame and grace are h- huge in Kumon, yeah. right? Students, um, from whatever relationship they have, it might be with their parents. It might be with their teachers, but shame can creep in to any of those relationships. Mm-hmm. And we don't want that to creep in with the instructor. No. Right. And it's very easy to happen. Um, when you think of students who don't do their work every day, um, yeah, or, and I, I know students who they will save up every unfinished day and it might come back months later, but by then the context doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Right. They're past that, but they've had to catch this up and it's been something that's been plaguing them for these yeah. months or their parents have been on their case about getting <laughs> it done, you know? Um, and the parents and the teacher have to both understand that we're on their side. Yeah. Right. And mm-hmm we would rather see that work come back and have more of an accurate view of what they need than have it all come back months later. Yeah. Right. And that I, I said it to a student the other day, how we would rather be able to assign the work. That's, um, what was that? I said, I think assign work to you. That's relevant rather than having to, uh, catch up this work that may no longer be relevant. Right. Yeah. 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 And I think that the whole Kumon method is doing a little bit every day. So that's not necessarily doing the five booklets that you've missed over the past three weeks right. every like on one day because you don't absorb as much. You need healthy breaks and things like that. And so we have so many students who come in and they say, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't get that work done. It was my sister's birthday party. <laughs> and we say, no worries. We'll, we'll just redate it and then you can try it again later. Like, And when they feel that like, oh, oh, it's not the end of the world for me not to do that. That's giving them the grace, recognizing that if they continue not doing like multiple days, yeah, maybe there's going to be consequences. I don't know. Or there's a conversation (laughs) or maybe they're going to have to keep repeating or keep doing what they won't learn as quickly, but them knowing that they, they have that grace, they're like, Oh, okay. And then they don't feel that weight, that shame, that guilt every time they don't finish things. And another thing we were talking about corrections that stack up. And, um, so like not dealing with your sin or (laughs) things like that. We have so many students who like we've given them a fresh start 
and I don't know if you guys do this oh, at yeah. your center. You do. Okay. Because yeah. um, like if they have stacks and stacks and stacks and stacks of uncorrected corrections and they're continuing in their level, but they continually make the same mistakes or they continually are unable to like succeed in that way we will just give them a fresh start we won't give them those corrections right. but we'll just start them from the beginning again and i know jonathan the other day he specifically went up to a student with a stack of corrections and he said hey we're not going to give you this we're going to we're going to give you a fresh start and we're going to work through it together and so we're going to do little bits of corrections every week and we're not going to let them pile up right. and i just realized like how how much that is like Jesus on the cross, yeah. right? Because like, if, if we had to always pay the penalty for our sin, it would be impossible. But Jesus said, you see all of this, this stack of correct, you see all this, I'm going to take this from you. So you don't have to do it. But like yeah. every time you sin, we're going to, you can ask for forget. I'll forgive you. You're forgiven, you know, yeah. every single time. And like just the beauty in knowing that Jesus is again, walking beside us. He's wanting to have that conversation with us to be like, yep, nope, we're just going to keep walking forward. It's good. We're going to keep moving forward. And having that fresh start is, is so beautiful. It's very beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this is the exciting <laughs> part. It's good. <laughs> I always find it, um, the interaction sometimes a little bit fun, but it's, it's like, <laughs> you know, the differences between students. Like I have one student that comes in and every week, if there's something that she needs to tell me, it's like, She's going to interrupt me oh, yeah. right <laughs> as she walks in the door. The first thing she has to do is say exactly what she needs to say. She's probably right? been thinking about it yep. all day. And yeah. I'm going to be in the middle of telling her what I, what I need her to do. And she'll interrupt me and, and tell me, oh, I, I didn't get this done. I didn't like, I need this to be like adjusted. And, um, and I would prefer to be able to do that at the table, but I don't mind. Like with her, I just know it's going to come out. So yeah. we're just going <laughs> to deal with it at the door, I guess. Um, but then some students where you'll catch out of the corner of their eye when they're putting their finished work on the table for us to pick up and you notice that there's still work in their case Yeah. and you have to go and confront them. Or yeah. they sandwich right? sheets between yeah. Yeah. others. Or hide it under the Kumon case yeah. as you're going by. Yeah. And then other students where um, it gets left at home, right? It doesn't come back. And yeah. even that might be that their parents are also involved and are also right. want them to get it done. So they, they keep it back. Um, right. You know, and so you might in, uh, ask them, hey, where, where's your work? We noticed you didn't bring in any work today. He's like, oh, I left it at home. And I'm always like, well, make sure it comes back in next class. Anything that's finished or not finished. I always say the same thing to every yeah. student, no matter yep. what. I always say anything that's finished, bring in. Everything that's not finished, still bring in. We want it all so we can keep it relevant and we can reschedule anything so it doesn't build up. Right. Yeah. And I yeah. like I've I say that. uh too your, much. I feel your like broken I want record. to say that too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do the yeah. same thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's good because that just develops that community and that environment of it's not a shameful thing. Right. Mm -hmm. You getting your work done or not getting your work done, it doesn't matter. Like, we just want to be on the same page. Yeah. Yep. Did yep. you learn something this week? We've got progress. And even yep. being content with what that student does do. Because yes. Oh. And rejoicing the little yeah. victories. Yeah. 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 The intention is that we can catch the pattern and break that pattern and make yeah. sure it gets fixed. We yeah. want the student to be able to do the seven days a week, you know, or if they have to six days a week or if they right. have to five days a week, whatever their yeah. plan is. And, yeah. but with some students that pattern doesn't break. And hmm. I have like two students specifically, like we have one student <laughs> where they will do one page a day. That's all that they do. They were going to quit a while ago, 
their grandmother is the one who has them enrolled. Mm -hmm. So it's not even like, yeah. So, but the grandmother said, I do not want to quit. So let's just reduce it down to one page a day, five days a week. And so that's what we do. And it's progress. There, yeah, exactly. Still and I was, growing, still yeah. learning. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was surprised at her progress. Right. Because you take that stress off and you can learn. She just recently did a test and did very well on her test and passed on to the next level. Yeah. Um, doing one page a day. And even her repetition, I find, is less. Right. Because she does it every day. Yeah. Whereas I have another student. Isn't it student. crazy? Every yeah, day. Exactly. Just a little bit every day. Yeah. And that's all that, that you need. Uh, well, maybe not all that you need, but it's, it's a very, very important thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's the most important thing. Yeah. Whereas we have another student who does not do their work every day. Um, and it has been months of trying to figure out the pattern that works. And we've partially given up in, in a way of like breaking that pattern so much, but we have seen, okay. Well, it's a waste of time to date every single day and have it separated. Because it just comes it, back yeah. not done. Yep. Or it doesn't get done in order because the date says the 13th and they're supposed to do it on the 13th, but they haven't done the previous work. And then they're asking me for help on this stuff right. and I have to finally interpret, oh, you don't know what you're doing because you haven't done the work before. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And so now we've switched and we do not give uh, dated work. We give a booklet of 10 pages. Yep. And if that page, if that set of pages does not come back, they do not get another set. Right. Right. And of course we want to do this not in a way that's shaming them saying you're not getting any more until you do right. what you have, mm-hmm. but it's that it's very difficult to keep track of. Right. So, but this is what we've decided on. So we give them the 10 pages a day or the 10 sets a week, but 10 pages a, a week. week. Yeah. And, um, in the past they've only really done two days a week the day on zoom with me and, <laughs> and the, the day, day in, in person. person. Yep. Right. And so they would do two pages a day and, or, and it would be ended up four pages a week. Right. Um, of like out of order. Now they do 10 pages a week, still only two days a week. But in the time that they have with me, they were able to do more than the two pages that right. we had been giving them. Yeah. So they are progressing. Yeah. They are doing 10 pages a day, uh, a week. And that's the individualized program. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's the beautiful thing about Kumon because it's individual to the student. If you, if what you're doing isn't working, we're going to try something new. We're going to reduce your pages. We're going to change how we're scheduling. We're going to do all this. And I think it's the same with the Lord. If what you're doing isn't working, don't just, what is the saying? Beat a dead horse. Don't Mm -hmm. just do that. Like try something new. And, um, Tammy brought this up the other day when we were preparing is that there's, um, Uh, Gary Thomas has this thing called sacred pathways and there's nine different ways to connect with God. And um, it's beautiful. Like there's something like there's like nature and do you have the list with you? I do. Okay. Can can you read them for us? Naturalist, sensates, which is senses, traditionalist who likes structure, Uh, (laughs) ascetics, which is disciplined, activist, uh, caregivers, enthusiasts, or enthusiast (laughs) (laughs) and contemplatives engaged in the presence of God and intellectuals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's different ways to connect with God. So if what you're doing isn't working, find another way. Mm -hmm. Like God wants to connect with you more than anything. And if we can just try a different way, he's going to, he's going to be able to meet us there. And Mm -hmm. I think exactly like you said, like this student was doing, 
four pa- pages of work because that's all we were scheduling him on class days. But as soon as we changed that, he was able to do more and get more done and learn. And right. that's the goal. Like, yeah. just change what you're doing and it's beautiful. Yeah. And what, another thing that I thought of that kind of relates to Christianity is um, that there's two in-person classes, and that means that that's two classes with the instructor, right? Or whoever is, like, helping facilitate the class. And um, I think that that's very, very um, similar to Christianity because those two classes are potentially, like, the times you spend in church or yeah. with a mentor or whatever. And the rest is independent, yeah. right? Like, so much of the the so much of Christianity, I feel like, is independent but we don't always prioritize that because we're like oh i go to church i meet with a mentor i do all these things but how much more can you grow if you're actually focusing on that independent time with the lord and i think we were we were saying like you we have students who only do class or only do work in class and i think you can still grow doing that, but how much more can you grow if you're doing more outside of class? Right. And like the whole Kumon method is a home-based learning thing. And it's kind of funny because we have some students who who have asked like, when am I going to be moving forward? Or when am I going to be doing <laughs> different things? And the simple answer is whenever you finish the work that we've assigned to you. Right. Like they just wanted to move forward, but they weren't willing to put in that effort. Right. And how often Fast are food. we... Yeah, how often are we exactly the same yeah like lord why is it that you keep teaching me about the same thing like i'm i'm not i want to be growing i want to be learning but he's like okay but you need to learn this first Mm -hmm. and then once we learn this then we can move on and it it takes time it takes effort it takes dedication and you actually have to put in the effort in order to move forward and do things yeah yeah like just seeing the students that like like go through a certain section five times and it's just like 90s and 80s percents and 70 percents and they're just going through like five times going through not completing their corrections not doing it right mindlessly going through the motions um they'll improve they do improve over that time but um um then they're asking why they're not moving forward and we have to point them to the mistakes that they're making Um, right and that can be discouraging right um, but it, we hope that it can set them on the right path and at right. least fix their focus because their focus it, yeah. may not have been their accuracy. It may have been their time or right. it may not have been that they oh have these corrections, right? And they don't know that they need to, they, they're not focusing so much on the corrections as much as they're focusing on the work that they're scheduled for the day, mm-hmm. right? And I've, I've told one student, yeah, I would rather you do your corrections and forego that day's work if it means you're doing your corrections. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. where it's got it's gotten to that point with that student. Right. Right? And the other students who will get upset with us for <laughs> repeating their work, but they've gotten 80s, 70s, 69s. But when they do repeat the work, they're getting 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. Some students are really good at their corrections and really good at finding their mistakes and not making those mistakes a second time. And we've, we've moved them on once through sections, even still seeing those 69s and 70s, moved on in faith because we've seen the past of right. what they've been able to do. And yeah. then those corrections come back or the next set of work come back and they're doing very well. Right. Um, yeah. There's incidences just lately with my students that I've expressed a lot in the last two years that their communication with me is super important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because w- how our education system was even three years ago to what it is today, I haven't had any students go through school through a pandemic, like personally. So then um, what's, and I don't know how this will relate to 
God and our lives walking through um, being dependent on God, but I've had a couple, well, a, a quite a few students who have expressed that the work that I'm giving them, why are we doing this again? Or they'll make errors or just scribble any answer down mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense. And in my mind, I'm thinking, just do the work so we can move forward. But after a couple of weeks, and I'm thinking of one little girl specifically, um, I spoke to her, I did parent orientation or parents uh, progress <laughs> reviews. Yeah. And the dad said to me, man, I took her on a trip with me. And she was spewing out answers for addition. And she's only in writing numbers from 30 to 50 in sequencing and not even in addition. And I'm like, I sat there. I had to like really, I said, that's really interesting. And we talked and I said, because that's not like, as you can see, her work from home is not what, that's not what she's doing. But I think I should maybe retest her to mm. see and so yeah. and the dad said that would be wonderful and same and it was in the same with her reading well she would come into the center and pretend she didn't know mm. things mm. so the other day i i did that i retested her and she's in grade one so it's not uncommon for them not to have their addition mastered mm -hmm. and we did the test and because of her communication, well, I wasn't right there beside her at first. And I went back and looked and she just scribbled, like l literal scribbles. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure you know how to do this. Let's try this again. And I erased it. And I kind of called her on her stuff, on her sassiness. But in a, she didn't really, like I didn't say, what are you doing? Yeah. I just said, I'm pretty sure you know how to do this. And the little girl sitting beside her brought positive reinforcement because that little girl is really advanced. And she looked over and I just saw this gal pick up her pencil and she whipped through adding th like from one, adding twos, adding threes on this test and in minutes and it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so listening, pausing and listening to her parents, but also recognizing that she was pulling the wool over my eyes or mm -hmm. not even. Yeah. So it was, um, that was a really cool experience to see and I'm like okay how does that apply mm -hmm. I think I think the beauty of of everything of Kumon of the church is that we're not doing it by ourselves and it's a very much a community thing right. because if when if and when the parents are involved with the students progress and mm -hmm. the students learning this student will grow so much better yeah. like if, if it's just the student, they can still grow, but that having that support at home is beautiful. Right. And, and I think it's the same with the church. Like if, if you're just going to the church and it's only on that Sunday morning for maybe two hours and then you go home and you don't talk to any other believers throughout the week, it's going to be harder to grow. Mm -hmm. But when you're involved with other Christians, other believers who are going to spur you on for love and good works, like it says in Hebrews 10, um, that's how you're going to grow much faster. And yeah. I think like recognizing that Kumon is a community thing. It takes the student, the parent, the instructor. It takes everyone's involvement and everyone's common goal right. to grow. It's the same as the church. Like with with other believers, the pastor, the individual, like everyone has to put in an effort. But once the effort's there and if the common goal is there, you're going to grow. And the Holy yeah. Spirit is going to be that guide and that helper. And I think that's just a, yeah, just a beautiful connector yeah. i like that story yeah, yeah you know it's what? good really cool. that made me think of because you said like she would 
feign as though she didn't know mm-hmm. the answers, yeah. right? And I think, like, God sometimes does have to call you on your shenanigans. Yeah. Right? <laughs> um, and shenanigans. I have one, I find some of the problem students end up becoming my favorite students mm-hmm. or yeah. win me over even in their being problem students. Right. Now, let me pause you there. Were you a problem student when you were in Kumon? Yes. <laughs> I was a problem child. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, no. He was not necessarily. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He was a problem child. <laughs> and had he been in a, in a public school, he probably would have been labeled with all yeah. kinds of different <laughs> labels. Oh, yeah. And um, now... He's okay. Yeah, now he's great. <laughs> yeah. and, but he taught me, like Jonathan taught me so many things. I remember trying to really force a square, or a, yeah, a square peg into a round hole mm. in the way he learned. Because his older sister learned a certain way and she just did it. And then trying to get Jonathan to do the same thing. <laughs> it took me too long to realize that he wasn't ready to learn the same way at three years old and we had to pause till he was about five to actually do a organized type of a program. Mm. Yeah. And when I did that, that learning was great, but he'd look at things. He'd look at the wall or look at the <laughs> sky and see something that nobody else saw and form like a life principle on what he saw or be able to draw something that he saw. I used to do that yeah. all the time. I remember our <laughs> walls in the kitchen or in the In your bedroom room, too. We, we had that, you know, like you you paint, or you paint and then, sorry, I was speaking away from the mic. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember the paint on our walls that you used. Bagged. Uh, it was used to bag. Yeah, yeah. 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 I had that too. Yeah. <laughs> I would stare oh, at the no. walls and I would literally see pictures and then have to go and draw them, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. It's and all I, people learn in different ways. Oh, yeah. It'll be yeah. hours of staring at the wall. Like, <laughs> Literally. Or, what I'm Please realizing pray for now, our unborn children. <laughs> what I'm realizing is I was very good also at being distracted, but also by fe- by fooling myself um, mm. into right. thinking I was done and I couldn't go any further right. or into thinking I was sick and actually making myself sick uh, because of just fooling myself. Yeah. Um, and I have one student who reminds me so much of myself, it's crazy. Um, and I had to sit beside her do, uh, and doing her work, and she sat there uh, like she was nodding off, looking at me, and I was looking her in the eye, and she would pretend to be nodding off um, while like she's pretending doing her work. pretending to fall asleep, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, but, like, I honestly love this student. Um, and she, I, I sat there for probably five minutes asking her the same question, three different ways, three different times, and just letting the silence sit of her knowing I'm expecting an answer. <laughs> Finally getting uh, her to answer me. And then I switched to pencil pacing and like asked her the next question, pointing at it. She wrote the answer. And then she got the picture after like two questions and she just fired off every question. I'm right. like, yeah. I knew she wasn't done. <laughs> yeah. And she knew she wasn't done, but she was fooling herself because I don't think she was right. lying to me. She was done, but yeah. not physically done right right she thought she was yeah Yeah. and i remember being the same way reaching their potential yeah Mm -hmm. and sometimes you just need someone else to just give you that little kick in the butt to be Mm -hmm. like keep going you can do it you can yeah yeah Yeah. and i think that key of like knowing that she's not lying to me even if she like is (laughs) sometimes there's a truth behind it right right and so with this student specifically like that before that incident 
three weeks ago, we had gotten to the same point where she was frustrated and she was, I think she was almost in tears doing like having to do, having to do her work was the issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think she was doing five pages a day and it ended up being, I thought that was too much. So I said, I think what we're going to do is we're going to reduce your worksheets. Do you mm-hmm. think that'll help? And at this point she was already kind of past the, past the point of having discussion about these things, but I think I knew. Yeah. Um, and so I said, okay, we'll do four pages and then three pages and three pages. And then uh, we'll repeat that. And so the next three weeks were some of the best weeks I've yeah, had right. with her where she was motivated. And I think she went on to a new, a new um, concept. concept. Yeah. She got through it and we were able to make it through and she was happy. Like, yeah. and it was the best three weeks I've seen with her. That's yeah. fantastic. And then the fourth week happened and it was the new concept. It got hard. Um, and this is, I think that's what caused that incident. Mm-hmm. But um, I got, I sat down beside her and I said, I don't want to reduce your work again. I think, um, I said, we can't keep on reducing your work every time we come to these walls, but I'm going to take this one page off today. Mm-hmm. Today we're taking one page off, um, mm-hmm. and we're going to, you're Extending good to go. Extending that grace. But, um, I said, I think what we'll try next week is that we'll do your math first and then your reading because mm-hmm. she did her reading first and then she was tired for her math, which was what she struggled with. Right. Right. And it's hard to catch that sometimes. Like there are a few students where I recommend doing their math first. Or doing their reading first if that's what they struggle with. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to catch all the time during a class. But with her, it's gotten to the point where I'm aware of her because she's caused problems. Yeah. You know, and not, she not holds a special place in your heart. Yeah. So you now know yeah. I have to go and right. I have to exactly. be there. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, and uh, that week hasn't come yet. So <laughs> That's awesome. Hopefully that will yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah. It is encouraging just knowing that, again, it's an individual thing. Like we have so many individual stories because being involved in in each individual student is a beautiful thing. And that's the same thing with the Lord, like having individual conversations with even mentors or pastors or whatever it is. Like the church is not meant to be lived alone. You are meant to do it in community. And there's such beauty in that. And um, the last thing I want to talk about is just maybe, Jonathan, your experience with doing Kumon as a kid mm-hmm. versus now being a Kumon worker or in like in being on your way to being a Kumon instructor. So mm-hmm. what would you say is your takeaway maybe from, from being in Kumon versus now um, encouraging Kumon? What I really like about Kumon is the practical learning, the learning by doing mm-hmm. and repeating until you know it. Um, I think that was a huge key for me in learning through mm-hmm. school and our school curriculum that we used was very similar actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that helped. Um, it was called ACE. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and it was like a Baptist, I think. Accelerated Christian education yeah, was it, what it stood for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it was great. Like it had, um, it had a lot of the same repetition aspects of Kumon and that's what I appreciate about Kumon now. Um, because I didn't like learning things I didn't want to learn or mm. didn't think I needed to learn. <laughs> Timmy's is laughing. that past or is that <laughs> present? I still, still don't like learning things that I, I don't want to learn. Um, I'm very good at learning, I think, um, yep. things that I want to know. Mm-hmm. I yeah. spend my time, my free time, on YouTube so often just... That's a Jonathan bingo. Oh, yeah. I watched that watch video, video on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then being able to apply those <laughs> things um, and master those things is another story. And that's where Kumon is really good. Because yeah. um, it's not just what you want to learn, but it's practicing those things that you need to learn. Um, and 
the flexibility of it as well was necessary because I wouldn't do the work as well. Um, and then I remember <clears throat> I got to level G in Kumon, which is algebra. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In Ontario, it's very similar to grade nine material. Mm -hmm. And I had been cheating up to that point. <laughs> um, I would find ways of cheating or getting my hands on the answer books or just writing little random answers like I see so many students do That's when they don't want to do their work. Yeah. Um, and it's a waste of time for everybody, but it lets me not do my work. At the same time, it's not a waste <laughs> of time. And you know what? Sometimes it took me longer to find answers that I thought were random enough, but also <laughs> made sense enough to <laughs> fool my mom. So I would spend longer doing my work. But I cheated up to a point and I felt like I got away with it because I was pretty smart. Yeah. I got away... Not got away with cheating, but got away... Fake it till you make it. For, I got from away learning. with myself yeah. from yeah. learning. Because I knew what I was doing to a point that I could get away with cheating and mm -hmm. still know what I was doing. Right. But then I hit G, and I hit a wall where I could no longer cheat and still know what I was doing. Mm. Um, and I think I had to go back I, either to probably the beginning to of G or even further. Yeah, probably to E in yeah. subtracting fractions. Yeah, and yeah. I had to go back and stop cheating and i i remember i made the connection myself that i'm harming myself by cheating right um and i think i still probably cheated a few times after that when i was like really just done and did not want to do my work like that was definitely yeah um, true. but too as an instructor if we can recognize a student that is intelligent enough to use an answer book mm -hmm. and work backwards to get their mm -hmm. answer is that really cheating? Hmm. Like when when the instructor introduces it that way. Because mm -hmm. I do have a few students that will look at the solution manual and say, oh, yeah. there I made my error. Yeah. yeah, and I think the key is like guiding them through that because, mm -hmm. you know, it is a lot of temptation oh, if a yeah. student has access to those yeah. solutions, right? Yeah. Um, and I know that firsthand. So, <laughs> yeah, I... Yeah. I'm able to use those experiences that I had in Kumon myself as a student and recognize those tendencies in other students and um, and really apply everything that I learned, not just um, learned in order to do the math, but learned in order to learn, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and then we have uh, there are, of course, students that are nothing like me in the least, and those are always a struggle to work with but also a joy to work with because I have to think of different ways of explaining things. Yeah. I always remember there was one student who I was working with fractions and I think this was the first time that I tried to like actually draw pies in order to get the concept <laughs> across of what was actually happening. Um, and cause I tried my usual way of explaining it to a student and I tried that way and they still didn't get it. And then I said it in the most plain, like, robotic scientific way and she was like oh why didn't you just say that right that's that reminds yeah. me of a gal or a woman i was speaking to about different learning yeah. styles yeah and Everyone's she had these different. cards mm -hmm. and it says if you're uh, a nurturer mm -hmm. uh if you like group blueprints and there was two other things and put them in order and learning styles like mm -hmm. we have to actually Think about that. Think about yeah, that and that how you learn or what yep. your personality is. Enneagrams are great, like just to mm -hmm. learn yeah. those things. Yeah. So and, it's and fun. I loved it. I loved that she got it like that. <laughs> and it w I recognized in the moment, I was like, that is so different from me, so <laughs> far from me. But uh, I really appreciated it. Mm -hmm. Right. And 
that's it's helping me still being in Kumon and understanding yeah. concepts even better and wrapping right. my hand around my head yeah. around things in a different way. And then, um, like you have your strategies that you are, are your go-tos and they're all thrown out the window with some students. Yeah. 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 And I think one, one beautiful thing that you've mentioned to me before is how much you hated Krumon growing up mm -hmm. and how much you didn't like to do it. But now looking back in hindsight, how much you see the value of that. Yeah. And I think there is so much value in, in it for the sake of education, but also for the sake of taking those principles and applying them to other things in life. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I hope that this has been a beneficial conversation it's for for others. It's been good because I think I mean for us who are who are so immersed in Kumon, it's beautiful to see the Lord in this mm -hmm. and in mm -hmm. these in these things and in the Kumon method. But I hope for for others it has given you an understanding of maybe what Kumon is. June fun fact is free registration. So if you have <laughs> students who you want to enroll either in Uxbridge or in Stovall, we'd be more than happy to take on your children um, and and educate them in Kumon. Um, but yeah, we really do hope that this has been something that has been beneficial for your walk with the Lord. And um, just knowing and understanding that if you do a little bit of something every day, you will grow. Mm -hmm. And and yeah, so we thank you for, for being with us for this episode. And, and we thank you for, yeah, just listening and, and partnering with us in this. And so after seeing him, we pray you go and make him known. Yay.